Welcome to Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I'm your host, marketing and mindset coach, Ellie Swift, here to help you connect with your clients, create life-changing results in your online business, and shine neon bright online. I built a multi-six-figure business in under two years and, more importantly, have supported my clients to get amazing results. My clients have generated five and six-figure launches, tripled their income, and completely transformed their lives using my signature framework, the Swift Marketing Method. In this podcast, I take you a layer deeper into my business, my life, and my mind. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey, hey, happy day to you. I hope you're having a really magical day and uh, that the year is treating you well so far. If you're listening to this at the time that it's being released. Uh, as always, so excited to be here with you chatting on another episode of Shine Online. And today we're chatting all about the biggest marketing predictions for 2021. So an episode that I highly recommend, especially if you are at the point right now where you're starting to think about what your strategy looks like for this year. I know for uh, most of my clients, there has been a lot of consideration around reflections on 2020, uh, as well as their goals for 2021. And now they're starting to dive a little deeper into what their specific strategies look like for the year ahead, which is really exciting. And so my aim for this episode is to share with you what I see as being the key things that we're going to see shift, change, grow, evolve in marketing this year. And I was uh, I was just reflecting before I hit record on this episode on the fact that I've now been doing some sort of marketing trend or prediction conversation or article or, you know, sharing it with clients for about 12 years now, which is really exciting. Obviously, uh, only it's only been within the business that I've been doing this for about three, three and a half years. But prior to that, always in corporate, um, there would be, you know, an assessment of what trends we saw coming for the year ahead. And I think just viewing the new year as that great opportunity to bookend uh, a period of time and start afresh and look at what we see being forecasted for the next 12 months. What I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you what I see being the biggest marketing predictions or the biggest marketing trends, along with some examples of how we are using those things or how they're being implemented at Swift Ventures in my business. I'm also going to share with you why I believe some of these to be true. A lot of it is based on studies and uh, what I'm seeing online. And some of it is also just my thoughts based on having done predictions like these for the past 12 years, things that won't surprise you and perhaps a few that might a little bit. And I just counted them and we have five things that I'm going to take you through specifically. So before we kick off and I dive into those five, I just want to share, first of all, some themes that are really common across all five. Uh, And I also want to share two other, uh, 
I guess, mindset things or thoughts with you before we dive in that I think is really, really important to know as the lens with which to view this conversation through essentially. So first of all, in terms of the themes, there's three key themes that come up for for all of these predictions or trends. So the first is that they're all about creating connection. The second is that they're all about building and strengthening relationships. And the third is that in some way or another, they all incorporate some sort of personalization. For example, making your client or a community member feel really seen or special uh, or personalizing an offer or an experience for your clients in some way. And I believe that these three themes are going to be the crux of marketing for 2021, creating that really clear connection with a potential client has never been more important. Something that I see a lot is that because we have all of these strategies at our disposal and abilities to do things such as creating funnels, it can be quite easy to almost separate ourselves from our ideal clients by thinking about marketing in a a really process-driven way when essentially when it comes to winning clients, it comes down to just creating a connection with that one person. It comes down to having a conversation with that one person. Um, And so that's the first thing to keep in mind as I speak to these trends. The second thing that really comes off the back of that is this thing about building and strengthening relationships. So building, developing, creating relationships with your clients or your potential clients is so key and so essential. Ultimately, every single connection in life is about the relationship, the strength of the relationship or the quality of the relationship. And in a sea of coaches, creatives, consultants, if we're focused on building and forming a relationship with that person, that is going to make us truly memorable to that potential client or to that current client to A, want to continue working with us or to want to work with us for the first time. And so coming back to basic principles of building relationships, like really seeing someone, witnessing them, understanding their pain points and their problems that you can solve, that has never been more important. Um, And that third thing around personalization, and you can see how these three themes really build on one another, making somebody feel unique and seen and understood is so key because so many people right now are feeling like they're just a number in another online program or they're just another number in, you know, a person that you're working with that's leading them to building a six-figure business or a multi-six-figure business or a seven-figure business. And you know, as a soul-led, heart-centered business owner, that that is not the way you do business and that is not what they are to you. They're a person that you truly care about and whose problems that you want to solve. And so making that really clear to your people over and over again is incredibly important. Now, just to speak to these two mindset hacks or considerations before we dive in, the first is this episode isn't an invitation or a recommendation to rewrite your marketing strategy in your business in any way. If you listen to this podcast regularly, you have heard me say before that I really recommend focusing on one specific strategy in your business and within that focusing on one social media platform and then really going 
all in on that platform before you add on any other platforms or any other strategies. Getting really, really great at that one strategy or that one marketing um, thing that you are doing in your business and then adding on from there. So my aim is that in listening to this, it's going to support you when it comes to thinking about the direction of marketing and the direction of consumer behavior more broadly, which will then help you to choose perhaps what your next social media platform might be or what your next marketing consideration might be, but not reinventing the wheel and starting from scratch. And then the second thing here is that no platform or trend or one marketing tactic is going to replace you being an amazing CEO. So what I mean by that is don't give your power away to a marketing strategy or a new platform thinking that that is going to be the thing that takes your business to six figures or seven figures because it doesn't work that way. You being an incredible CEO and strategist and incredible deliverer of services to your clients, that is the thing that's going to build your business first and foremost. And these platforms, tools, and tactics are uh, your way of getting out to your people in terms of dissemination. So they're not a replacement for you being an amazing CEO first and foremost. Okay, so let's chat about these five marketing trends, the first of which, and probably the biggest in my opinion, is audio. So audio has been, you know, it's been big for a little while, but in my opinion, we haven't really scratched the surface yet of the potential of audio in terms of consumer behavior. Podcasts, especially have been growing and getting bigger over the last few years, but they've still been something that's predominantly been B2B or business to business, but not necessarily B2C or business to consumer. So when I think about people in my life who are not necessarily in the online space, Are they listening to podcasts? Is it something that's a really big part of their life? Not always, Uh, sometimes, but not always. And I wouldn't say that they, I've got a lot of friends who aren't in this world who would describe themselves as like avid consumers of podcasts, but that's starting to change. So there was a recent study that I read that said that there are now over 1,750,000 podcasts out there. And that number was at 1 million in April, 2020. So that is an indication of just how much podcasts are growing right now, which I believe has a lot to do with the pandemic and people being in lockdown and desiring to be really smart about the amount of screen time that they're using, the amount of screens that they're they're using throughout their day, and also wanting to still get as much information as they possibly can. So there's a really big market for podcasts. I don't believe podcasts are going anywhere. And in fact, I think that they're more important than ever right now. Uh, So if you're somebody who has been considering creating a podcast, this might just be the year that you do that. Another really great example of audio and audio being something that's growing 
by the day is the new social media platform called Clubhouse. So I am new to Clubhouse. Uh, A lot of my clients are just jumping on Clubhouse now. It's an invitation only uh, platform, although hang tight if you don't have an invitation because there is no, in my opinion, this doesn't mean that you have to be you know, taken back to schoolyard days of feeling like you can only be a cool kid to access the platform. It's just about asking and, um, you know, seeing who has an invitation that they can share with you. For the record, I do not. um, And all my invitations are going to my clients first and foremost. But Clubhouse has been really exciting because it is audio focused and it's just this really amazing way for people to have and facilitate conversations in real time on the platform and to network and engage with one another. And what I'm seeing right now is that the quality of conversations is really high. There's a lot of people who are on the platform speaking about really relevant conversations for me. And it's obviously because I'm following specific people. And so for you, depending on what your industry is, I think that you'll find that there'll be some really great business conversations that you can get in your ears, as well as perhaps personal development conversations or or what else, whatever else it might be that really piques your interest. There's lots of fascinating industry chats. I have found myself in a room the other day that was talking all about like where hip hop music was headed in 20, in 2021, for some reason ended up in that room, found it fascinating. And so it's just a really great way to listen to experts in real time, having incredible conversations and to be also able to jump in on those conversations and share your own personal opinion about things and, um, yeah, create really lively and incredible discussion. So the thing about Clubhouse is that it's all in real time and nothing is recorded, which I'm going to speak to a little bit next, but it's so great for new connections and for growing your network and also a really big opportunity for thought leadership all of which I see as being really big trends for 2021. So I'm still experimenting with it myself at the moment. So I can't tell you a lot more than that because it is very new, but I'm going to host some more chats over uh, the coming weeks and months. So if you do sign up to Clubhouse, then make sure you come and join me at uh, Ellie Swift. Now, In our business, just to wrap up this first uh, section on audio, in our business, podcasting has really become the cornerstone of our content strategy. And so this podcast is the place where I share the most in-depth information, tips, strategies, recommendations, advice, and then social media and email is a way for us to share smaller tidbits, but really directing everyone back to the podcast as a way to get really valuable actionable information. And um, I'm so grateful to so many of you who have told me repeatedly that you actually have to pull over the car or listen to these episodes twice or three times to be able to note, take and get everything down that is shared in these podcast episodes. And I'm just so grateful for that. Um, Your feedback always means so much to me, but that's really the aim is that this podcast gives you really actionable information that you can take and use to help grow and leverage your business. And so, like I said before, If you are not someone who has a podcast right now, but you're considering creating one, this might just be the year that you do that because audio is not going anywhere, in my opinion. All right. Second of all, uh, and I started to tease about this a little bit before, so this is a really nice segue, is live interactions. So speaking of Clubhouse, 
you know, something else that I think is really going to rise this year is live interactions. And in addition to that, unfiltered live interactions. So this is another reason why I believe that we're seeing Clubhouse really come out as this really exciting new social media platform. It's being touted by Social Media Examiner um, and a whole host of other industry publications that it is the next big social media platform. It's still in beta testing at the moment, beta, beta, however you say it. It's still in testing at the moment. And so we haven't seen all the features roll out yet. It's still small, but I would recommend at the very least, just grabbing an account in case it is something that you want to be able to use in future. So Clubhouse is something that has live interactions and live interactions are honestly what I see as being the most important part of any launch strategy. And I don't see this changing. So what I've witnessed over the last few years is that businesses who have relied solely on automated marketing, so Facebook advertising, maybe Google ads, anything that is pre-scheduled, automated, doesn't require them to be active or live in any way, they're losing the essence or the ability to convert as much as they might have previously because they're not building as much of that no like, and trust factor that comes through live interactions. So as part of that as well, what I'm seeing is that people are really wanting and leaning towards more unfiltered, non-glossy content. And here's the reason why I think this is. We are becoming so much more discerning and our BS radar is higher than it's ever been. I think so, I think so often about you know, back in maybe early 1900s where you know how you see those old billboards that they used to put up that people would drive past. And um, I always just think of the old billboards where it's the the woman in the, you know, the beautiful, like long to her knees, pinafore style dress with her husband in his suit. Uh, and they're drinking a cup of, you know, a, a cup uh, um, out of a bottle of Coca-Cola and talking about how it's really great for you. And, or they're smoking a cigarette and talking about how that makes you more appealing or attractive. And there really just wasn't enough information then to be able to discern that that wasn't a truth. And so advertising was so trusted. And yet now we have come so far in that we know that fake content is so real and we see it so often that we're far more discerning with anything that is put in front of us, generally speaking, and we're going to do our research and we are going to trust someone less if all we see is this glossy, polished version of reality. And so... I believe that we want to see more truth in people's content. That doesn't mean that, you know, we have to share all of the dirt and the shitty things behind the scenes because that's not the reality for everyone. For a lot of things in life, it's not my reality. But there's a difference between showing up in a in a glossy, highly filtered, highly curated uh, style of, of living and, and doing business and then just showing up raw, real-time, unfiltered, sharing where you're at and having, yeah, really real conversations. And we want more of that. So uh, I'd really recommend live interaction through things like Instagram stories, even reels, because for so many of those reels, they're content that you're piecing together and you can see someone piecing it together almost in, in real time. It's very moment to moment, but showing up through stories, showing up with content that is relevant to right now, that taps into what's happening in the world right now. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that 
actually in my next trend, but that is so, so important. So ask yourself what within my strategy is me using live content? Where am I showing up live with my people? And like I mentioned before, this is especially important when it comes to launching. So anytime I launch or when I'm doing launch strategies with my clients, I always recommend that they include some sort of launch component because when you are live with someone and in the experience with someone, they are more trusting that you are going to support them to deliver a real-time transformation than if they are seeing something that is curated and automated, such as just Facebook advertising. Now, for the record, I'm a huge fan of Facebook advertising, something we use in our business and will continue to use, but I'm talking about multiple multi-channel marketing in that you might be using something like Facebook ads and you're also showing up on Instagram stories every day, for example. Now, the third trend is adaptability of messaging. So something that we saw last year was a real need to pivot and change messaging when COVID hit or when, if you're in Australia, when the bushfires occurred or when Black Lives Matters was on, there was a real need to be really mindful of what was happening within the world and to um, not alter your messaging because ultimately you want messaging that's always going to be aligned and equitable and diverse, but just ensuring that you're adapting your messaging so that it is being mindful and not tone deaf to what's happening in the world around you. So, We are now in 2021 and there are, of course, still so many big global events occurring most recently at the time of recording this, you know, in the States where a lot of my clients are based. We have had the attack on the Capitol. We are currently experiencing the inner workings of um, Trump's second impeachment. And so this means that to avoid being tone deaf, we just need to be mindful about what we are sharing on these topics. I believe that making a really strong stand for equity and diversity is incredibly important and it is not possible to sit on the sidelines and not engage on these topics in particular. You know, silence is compliance is is a phrase that comes to mind there that I've heard so much from so many um, DEI educators that I trust and have learned from. And so My opinion is that if you want to be in the arena and showing up and sharing as an online business owner, you need to be all in, in that you need to be someone who is committed to continuing to sell and share and show up no matter what is happening in the world, because it is your business. It is your livelihood. um, It needs to be something that you can do regardless of what's occurring in the world. And it's really important to be sensitive and mindful to what is happening, especially to what might be happening that is impacting our minority groups around the world. And so my recommendation really practically is keep sharing no matter what, keep running your challenges, keep selling your services, keep showing up and keep sharing about what it is that you stand for alongside that so that people are really, um, really aware about what your stance is and that there's no fear or there's no risk of becoming really tone deaf in doing so. We are up to number four, which is a focus on thought leadership. I just love how all of these 
weave so beautifully into one another. I harp on about this, but it's just more important than ever that you are being really mindful of having a voice and having a say. And in 2021, my belief is that people who are not prepared to truly own their voice are going to get lost in a sea of online information. It's it's more important than ever to really move through the mindset challenges that are associated with speaking up and owning your voice and owning your segment of conversation, whatever content pillars that you have within your business, whatever content it is that you want to speak to, whatever themes you want to speak to, really owning your voice in sharing your thoughts, opinions, your beliefs, what you stand for in relation to that content and those themes. And so being someone who is sitting on the sidelines and not really standing for anything is not enough anymore. We want to be able to follow leaders and listen to leaders who have specific opinions because what they do is they connect us and allow us to see you in your wholeness and see you in your mission and what it is that you stand for and then make a decision as consumers to as to whether we then want to purchase from you. So once again, this is why podcasts and clubhouse are all really great ways to speak and share and be a thought leader. Video content is so incredible for this as well because it creates that know, like, and trust and allows you to really show up and own who you are and your voice. If you are starting out in business, I know that this one can feel a lot harder. So my recommendation is to start small and build up. I always think about Denise Duffield Thomas and something that she shared on this topic, which I loved so much, is that being a thought leader is not about having to be an expert, but rather it's about being a contributor. So someone who has decided that they have things to say and share on particular topics and are willing to come forth and stand up as a contributor on those topics. And so make 2021 the year that you are a contributor on the themes and the topics that you know your ideal client most wants to hear. All right, drum roll. We're finishing up with our last trend, our last marketing trend. And I alluded to this one uh, a little bit earlier. It is all things personalization. So personalization in essence is about thinking about your marketing strategy and wondering what can I do or create or share or who can I speak to where I'm thinking about the human that is at the center of this exchange. A really great example of personalization and Rachel McDonald and I spoke to this in our episode that was, um, I can't remember the exact number, we'll pop it in the show notes for you, but it was the episode that we did where we talked about the things that we're seeing that were really big, especially when it comes to launching in the online space right now. We did that a few months back uh, in 2020. And we spoke about this because it's a strategy that both uh, Rachel and myself have been using, which is when you're launching using Bonjoro or using audio messaging through Instagram stories 
to have specific one-to-one conversations with people that are already engaged with your content, that are part of your community, that you know are your ideal clients. Witnessing them and seeing them and inviting those people specifically into what it is that you're doing and what it is that you're selling. Now, when your business starts to get bigger, This is something that you might not have the capacity to do and you may not need to do because you might be in a position where client attraction is something that is far more effortless and easeful because you've built a reputation, you've built a community, you've built a client base, and that is amazing. And if that's the case, I would recommend using this strategy with your clients. So how can you create programs and courses where the client is at the epicenter of what it is that you're doing, where you're really seeing and witnessing their unique business. And you're always ensuring that you're showing up for them based on their personal needs, whether you are running a program of 10 people, 50 people, 200 people, what can you do to really personalize the experience for them? And if it is that you are in early stages of business, you have what you will have heard me potentially say before is small list benefits where you have the opportunity to reach out to your people one-to-one, whether it be through your email list or through Instagram or through using a tool such as Bonjoro, B-O-N-J-O-R-O, we'll pop that in the show notes for you as well, to be able to reach out one-to-one to your people and let them know that you believe they are absolutely perfect for the thing that you've created and that you would love to serve and support them. So as an example within uh, Swift Ventures, so I've always focused on personalization, but I can see how it's more important than ever right now because two reasons. First and foremost, there are so many more programs out there that people have to choose from. Not a bad thing at all. It's just important that you, if, if you believe someone is perfect for something, you let them know that so that they have the opportunity to investigate it for themselves because they may not have seen it yet, or they may not have had the opportunity to um, review it yet because there's so many other things in life that have taken their attention. And secondly to that, and I mentioned this briefly before, but people are feeling more and more like they are a number in larger programs or you know, if they're purchasing a lot of freebies or smaller evergreen programs, people are feeling like they're a number. And so if there's a way that you can jump into their inbox to give you a really great example, I purchased a uh, a bag the other day. It's actually a bum bag, or if you're American, you might call it a fanny pack. <laughs> and I purchased it from a friend of mine, Sophie Doyle, who runs an incredible handbag label called Alf the label. And she's based in Perth and they have a really incredible business. Her story is actually really, really amazing. Uh, She created this business when she had her firstborn daughter and felt like baby bags or nappy bags were just ugly and she couldn't find one that was really beautiful and that she really loved. And so she created a brand specifically for mums of these really beautiful bags, the type of bags that you would have and use when you're not a mum. I was chatting to her the other day and I was like, I need this like fanny pack essentially for when I go walking so that I can put my phone in it and listen to a podcast because I want to be able to move my arms and not be holding my phone in my hand. And she was like, oh, you have to jump on and, um, and, and grab this bag. And so obviously because she's a friend, I had that conversation with her separately. But what I loved as a consumer was that I went on and purchased this bag and then 
Afterwards, I received an email a day later that I could tell was, it was an email that would be automated to everybody, but it was a personalized email from Sophie talking about the brand and how grateful she was that I had purchased that bag because they are still, in her words, a toddler-sized business and every purchase resulted in a happy dance in their office. And that is just such such a great example of how personalization is so incredible because it makes you as a consumer go, wow, this was something where I made a difference to this small business owner's life. I'm definitely going to purchase from them again. They're so grateful for the fact that I purchased and they obviously care so much about their clients. And so asking yourself the question of how can you create more of that in your business? Is it through an email that you send to someone after they purchase? Is it through a personalized video that you send? What does that look like for you in your business to show somebody that you care deeply about them? Maybe it's something in the post that you send them, for example. Uh, I was once part of a US-based course that I know would have had hundreds of people in it. And I received a handwritten postcard um, that was signed from the person who had created that program. And even if it was signed and handwritten by someone in his team and not by him, the thought of that shows me that they really, really care about making their people feel special. And so it's those sorts of things that create repeat business uh, and create talkability, really encourage people to talk about you and how amazing you are as a service provider. Okay, so we have chatted through the five trends that I see being really popular and really important for 2021. Just to recap, they are audio live interactions, adaptability of message, a focus on thought leadership and personalization. And just to wrap all of this in a neat little bow, as a reminder, it is really, really important in my opinion that if you are considering any of these strategies that you come back to being a strong CEO as your most important role in your business and knowing that it is the combination of mindset marketing and strategy that is going to help you to build an incredible and successful business, whatever success means to you. At the time of releasing this episode, we have announced to our wait list that the Swift Marketing Mastermind is now available to sign up to. We are a couple of days in. Last time we ran the Swift Marketing Mastermind, we sold out on three emails to the waitlist. So I believe that it is going to sell out quickly again. So if you are interested in being part of the Swift Marketing Mastermind, which is my signature program to support you to build a six-figure and beyond business, then I highly recommend jumping on over to that waitlist, which is at elliswift.com forward slash SMM dash waitlist. We'll pop that in the show notes as well. Uh, and getting on that even more importantly, if you're only just listening and hearing about this now, slide into my DMs over at Ellie H. Swift and feel free to ask me about whether you think it is right for you. I answer incredibly honestly. I will always tell you if I don't think it's right based on where you're at in your business right now. So please jump on over, reach out. Uh, It's really important that you don't delay if you do have interest in working with me in 2021. This is the only way that you can be coached by me. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I absolutely love being here with you and uh, 
sharing these trends. I'm really excited to see whether they all come true for 2021. Lots of love to you. Have a beautiful rest of your day. I'll be back with you soon. Mm -hmm. 